and welcome is it welcome i'm not sure anyway we are abw we are not an arsenal podcast we will only look at football this week and uh we didn't see any football in that last 90 minutes so we will move on i'll introduce my guests and then we'll just finish it i think or maybe should we do something carl what do you reckon should we talk through this or should we just pack up our Personally, I think we should talk about how Brexit is going to change our lives and also talk about the vaccine. Will you take it? Will you not? Come in soon. We've got a new trains coming, Carl, that we could talk about. Oh, no, we got no money. No? No, TFL got no money. How about, um, can you still ruin Fifey's journey to work now that he lives in Twickenham? That bastard, no. He fucking doesn't get um, London Overground no more, so I can't. What a bastard. First Arsenal now, this, Carl. I know what next. I know, right? Sure, sure, apart. Well, do. I can introduce Danny as well, but he's done it done that already. Um, I thought we'd spitball him. Don't don't introduce me. That means I can leave when you two start crying. I don't need to. I, I mean, don't need anything. I will say for everybody who um, didn't have to witness what I witnessed when I was uh, waiting for this podcast to start. Um, <laughs> Danny was going for a piss and then showed me said urine. Afterwards, and I have to say that was more enjoyable than watching Kieran Tierney put in 356 crosses onto a striker that couldn't give a fuck and another one who too short. Yeah, so cheers for that, Danny. That's um, I'm glad to see Josh has joined us. Yeah, Josh. Uh, it's a nightmare. You know it's bad when is it is our next game of relegation three pointer. Carl, there's my first question for this evening. I mean, we laugh. You know, to think that Arsenal are not in a relegation battle, we're fucking sixteenth. Like Arsenal are sixteenth. We are. <laughs> oh, these are tears of joy and tears of sadness. Arsenal, there's no team that's too big to go down. And I'm sorry. Remember that Newcastle United went down, and everyone was saying that Newcastle United was too big to go down. This team. And I'm not saying that Arsenal are going to get relegated. I think it's absolutely ridiculous to think of the notion that Arsenal will get relegated. However, we need to get three points very, very soon. We are just lucky that there are teams below us, like the likes of West Brom and Fulham, and who are a bit shitter than we are. But if they go on any sort of uh, momentum, I mean, I know West Brom lost today, but that's only because they got a man sent off. They were going toe-to-toe with Palace. And it's only because they got a man sent off raising why they lost. Fulham are on a bit of a run, aren't they? Like, didn't they beat Leicester the other day, I want to say? They did. They did beat yeah. Leicester. Um... And so, <laughs> you know, we're, I'm laughing. But, you know, it's that nervous laugh when you think, <laughs> we're not going to get relegated. <laughs> are we? <laughs> shit. Um, no, it's a shit show. It, at the moment, it really is a shit show. It's just really bad. And... What the thing is, is that no one can pinpoint why we're so bad. Is it the manager? Is it the players? Is it the tactics? Is it the owners? Who? What is the reason why Arsenal Football Club are in this spiral of decline, which is we can't see a way out of? Like You, you cannot, at the moment, look at a game and think, oh, we might win that. Oh, we might nick a point there because every single game we're going to play, you're thinking, shit, could we win that? Could we win that? I mean... I want to say the next game at home is Burnley, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even that, you're thinking we should beat Burnley. But then you're thinking, fuck, the confidence is so low. If Burnley actually turn up, there's a big possibility that Burnley could actually beat us. So that's for the future. I'm... Let's break us on Spurs game, I guess. Yeah. Well, Danny, should we talk about the lineup a little bit? Or should we talk about Jim Housen? I think Jim is more important than the lineup, so give Jim a little tickle. Cheers, Jim, for giving us a little tickle uh, and dropping some uh, loose change down Danny's pants. I'm sure when he's taking a penny, he can also take a penny from your stash as well. Although I'm um, not wearing any pants. I'm just wearing socks yeah. and a T-shirt. As if the day couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I mean, for any people not watching, I just did the slowest blink I think I can do. Um, but Jim did say stop the count Spurs stole that North London derby fraud yeah I think in terms of our lineup there wasn't anything from like the microcosm that you could say oh we should change that we should change that it was more or less a starting 11 we kind of expected other than 
Carl, should we talk about Thomas Partey coming back in? I think was it a bit of a surprise to see him there? Hmm. I asked um, our, our Liquif, Simon, I asked him yesterday in, in one of our groups. I said, is, is, uh, I asked him three questions. Is Kane um, f- um, fit or is it usual bullshit? And then he said, it's bullshit, he is fit. I said, will, will Party be involved? Did he be on the bench? And I said, Martinelli said he's back soon. So even Simon, who knows everything about uh, what's going on, he's, he's elbow deep in the world of football. He said, Party will be on the bench. And you could see as, as the game started, Party wasn't up to it, was he? No, sorry, Carl. I I, uh, I did say to you, but then Danny. You didn't. It. You said me. I did, and then I said Carl halfway through. Oh, I wasn't listening. I listened to the beginning. No, exactly. You only listen to just to start of the bit. You don't. I'm looking for questions from, from our wonderful listeners. Viewers. Okay, I'm sure there is plenty, but yeah, Carl. Um, Thomas Partey coming in um, looked about what forty percent there. <laughs> was it bad that he was our best player in the first half? I think it just shows how bad our midfield is that mm. uh, Mikel Arteta would take a 30 to 40% fit um, party over a, I guess, 100% fit uh, Ceballos or mm. I'm going to say maybe 80 to 90% uh, El Nene because, you know, El Nene was out with COVID. So you don't know how that's affected him, whether he's still, you know, it depends how COVID gets you. And obviously, if he's sort of having breathing difficulties or he may have had it, you know, it's not good. Um, but it just goes to show you just how bad the midfield is because a player who he was out and uh, you've just thrown him into arguably one of the most important games in uh, of the season, straight away you, you've just thrown him in. And you could tell he wasn't fit. He, he wasn't. And even though he wasn't fit, like you said, Josh, he was our best player he was kind of running over the pitch but you can you can tell when someone's 100 percent or even 70 percent fit but the fact that you could just look at him and just think something's not right there there's no way and the fact that Mikel Arteta you can tell how desperate he is the fact that he's just thrown him in just says everything you need to know about sort of what's going on in the club at the moment but I mean we'll talk about uh, I guess um the lead up to the second goal later but it was uh, it was something that backfired badly, and now you probably just know he's probably going to be out for best part of another month. Yeah, I think it was a a risk for reward kind of thing that you know if we play party, yes, he might be out longer than maybe the month or so that we'd heard previously. But if we got a win in the North London derby, you'd think that momentum would take us through that time. Uh, because we've struggled so much as well. Uh, so I'm not necessarily too disappointed with the chart that Arteta brought him in when he clearly wasn't fit because of the performance we saw from him. But let's let's talk about that first goal as well. Um, Danny, are you looking at all three browsers? Or are you I am one? listening to you, my dear boy. Carry on. Thank you. So the first goal, do you want to talk us through that one as well? Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of things that I'd like to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard Morris says, let's not talk football. We we tried that at the beginning and we just couldn't help ourselves. Yeah, we, um, we're doing a lovely bit of attacking down the right wing because we all know that Bellerin has no pace anymore. That We always think Bellerin was a decent player because he, he's had pace. He doesn't have pace anymore. And even back then we used to go, well, what he, doesn't, what he lacks in pace, he can make up for. In uh, what he lacks in defending, he can make up for in pace. Well, he doesn't have the pace anymore, and so he's he's in the edge of their box, and he's he's standing there trying to do the, the usual pointless shit that he does all game, every game. Oh, if, if he's not taking foul throws or throwing the ball straight to their player in the second minute of the game, uh, and then he's on the edge of their box with the ball, and then Son goes, uh, "I'll have the ball, please. Thank you very much." Gets the ball, sprints down the other end, and then does what he does. And Bellerin's breathing through his ass, trying to keep up with him. And Bellerin finally makes it there, just as as, as Son is about to have his shot. Which I, I looked back at it three or four times, as many times as they would show. I don't really think you can. I think Leno's placement for the goal, he, he should have seen what was coming, but Son. Brilliant, brilliant way that he took the goal, much like with Lacazette's one that he, he scored in midweek. There's not much the goal he could have really done about it if you're out of position. And you don't expect Bellerin to be out of position. And who's on the right-hand side would have been holding, would have been there with him. And you would have hoped Xhaka would have been there as well. Anyone to try and block it 
but then Son just put it round him. But it all comes back to the fact that why is Bellerin constantly playing as a, as a right winger all the uh, way up the pitch? Yeah. Ridiculous. Can I can oh. I interject there? Go, um, Paul. Go. I'm sorry. Holding is for me at fault. Not at fault for the goal, but he is a a helping contribution to what Son does. I'm sorry. So obviously. You, the ball comes into Kane. Kane turns and hits his ball out to Sun. Sun's running down the right, and there is no one up with Sun. So there's nothing Sun can do. There's absolutely nothing he can do. He's not going to. So the danger is Sun coming on the inside. That is the danger because there's no one for him to pass to. So rather than holding, push him out wide, and because, maybe because holding scared that. Son's going to beat him for pace. He just lets him run and he backs off and he backs off and he backs off and he backs off. So then Son takes one touch, touches it in inside and then bang, top corner. Who should have been there though, Carl, to stop it? Holding's a central defender. He's a central defender. So the fact that Son came inside... On into onto hold inside, he should not be he should not be showing him inside. He should be showing him on the outside. So then, yes, Bedouin's out of position, but you're giving Bedouin time to get back into position. Holding, we'll talk about holding later. We will, but holding's not good enough to be an Arsenal player. I'm sorry, he never has and he never will be. Um, you, you can talk about all the glory days of yes against the Chelsea when we won the FA Cup. You can ha- think of. The amount of good games versus bad games that Holding has, he's had more bad games than he has for us uh, than he has for good. But for me, I'm really sorry. Holding is more at fault for anything in that goal because you've got to show Sun on the outside. There's no one up with Sun, so if he goes on the outside, he's going to have to wait to try and for all the other players to catch up to get inside the box. So, for, so why Holding is backing off, backing off, backing off? When you can tell what Holding's probably thinking, yeah, go on, have a shot, have a shot. You should know your players. Son has got that in his locker because I hate to say this, I really do. Son is a very good player. He is a really, really good player, and you don't do that to those sort of players. So, for me, as much as Holding, sorry, um, Bellerin may have been that position. I'm sorry, Holding. Sh- He's got to be better than that. As I but said, it's holding coming across uh, out of position because Bellerin isn't there to do his job. So holding's trying well, to do the job at the centre back and cover. I disagree on Bellerin not doing his job because Bellerin isn't out of position because he's shit. But this clearly something the manager has been telling him to do because you're not out of position so consistently hmm. than that if it's, it's not, not something the manager. Yeah, it's not that natural for a right back to always be at that place. But Mm. if you look at what Pep had with Kyle Walker, I know it's another Spurs player, but that guy has the recovery place to get back. Bellerin doesn't, but it's clearly a risk versus reward thing. Holding's there. Holding is covering that space. And one of our midfielders, Jacques or Party, kind of drops in. We've seen it with the way our fullbacks go on, that they're not necessarily seen as the first line of defense when it comes in because we've got other players that sit back so i'm not too much seeing it with bellerin Look what being the problem there he agrees with you yeah and he did yeah. this um did this uh nine minutes ago <laughs> okay yeah there we go so i think that's the thing that we haven't got a player that can do that so i'm not sure what Arteta is trying to do with bellerin in general because it doesn't look right for the personnel but that completely aside holding should be wiping out son putting him into rose ed that's it i don't think we can really go around there and then because he lets him go so far forward i'm surprised he took the shot from that far out to be honest i think everybody else assumes that son goes into the box he tries to win a penalty or he tries to beat the man in the box because then there is at least a chance he wins a penalty. But even Leno didn't look from the looks of things expect Son to take a shot from that far out, and it's just completely done him. Uh, and that's the only bit of brilliance that we really saw from Tottenham in the whole game, to be honest. If we go into it, because Carl, I think we can continue going through the second half and how we just also to the second part of the first half and how. Spurs didn't really trouble us from then they did, on, did they? They did nothing. Oh, it was a, a cut, you know, Jose Mourinho literally done the rope of open Arsenal, <laughs> literally yeah. soaked up all the pressure and then 
hit them on the counter-attack. So it's all the pressure, hit them on the counter-attack. Apart from that, there was nothing Spurs done. And, you know, I think it was um, Gary Neville that said it in commentary. Going 1-0 down to a Jose Mourinho's side is suicide. Absolute suicide. Because you just know that they just shut up shop. And that's what they did. They shut up shop, hit us on the counter-attack again. And then after, I don't think Spurs had a shot on goal in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. They didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, but in the second half, no shots on goal. That, do you know what I mean? That's some sort of Arsenal stat. But it just goes to show you that at half-time, you just know what Jose Mourinho said. Keep it tight, keep it compact, hit them on the counter again. Keep it tight, keep it compact, hit them on the counter. But we just didn't give them a chance because I think we may have learned from um, the sucker punches from the first half. But, you know, I'm not going to say we dominated the game because that's ridiculous. We didn't dominate the game, but we played, we didn't, even hard to say that we played well, like, because I don't think we really played even that well. But we played well enough for us to try and have something out of the game. Not a win, because we didn't play well enough to to, to win the game. No way. But for me, it was... It just goes to show you that if someone, a team who has that many chances, and we literally still end up how we are, as bad as we are. Yeah. uh, I can't fathom anyway. Alan Bastard MP uh, has... Danny slipped um, five Aussie dollary dues into dollary your uh, into your sock. We'll yes, say. I think that's the only available clothing. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, so Alan Bastard. That's how um, Rick Mail got away with it. Is uh, thank you very much, Alan. Very kind yeah. of your sir. And he says, get rid of them. He doesn't mention who. It could be us. I think it's uh, a collective it team. <laughs> it could be just a collective to everybody in the world. Just fuck yeah. off. Um, <laughs> Easier if your belief is a flat earth because then at least there's edges to push people. Push them. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, let's go through to the... I think we're going to have to talk about it. Uh, Danny, Partey is injured. He goes off a little bit and spurs counterattack and utilise the space that he has given up um, to allow... What's the polite term for it? Uh, The man who dribbles a lot um in figuratively and literally yes um <laughs> smashes a thunder bastard at leno's near post um yeah talk us through that this is another clusterfuck isn't it that because we know that the fa are going to protect kane i mean this i'm not blaming anyone other than ourselves but you know you cannot go anywhere near kane anywhere around your own half because he will dive over you fall over backwards and get a penalty and then you know that, that everyone's going to rip you to shreds if you give away a penalty by fouling Kane anywhere near the box. Kane doesn't even have to be in the box. He'll still manage to get a penalty and he'll always get it. And VAR will back him up and the FA will back him up. And it's dangerous. We've seen the number of injuries to players recently where he jumps up and then he'll deliberately jump up and back. Oh, gee, nearly unplugged my headphones. Um, he jumps up and goes backwards and falls over you to make it look much like um, I think Xhaka did in, the, in the, the beginning of the first half. I think he did a similar thing where he went underneath a player and it looked like the player had fallen over him when it was his fault and you can't go anywhere near Kane and they're all shitting their pants and at times it looks like they're all going oh are you going to do it are you going to do it I don't want to do it I'm not touching it and then he just has the freedom to go and do whatever he wants and he he knows that as much as I do like Leno Leno is not having a great time of it at the moment because he's either parrying it or missing it or his placement is wrong but you could also make the argument that there's nothing Leno could have done about either goal but if you if you keep backing off and you're scared of of stopping the player one way or another, even just standing there with your hands behind your back like like a brick wall, like Tony Adams would have done, and let the player run into you and bounce off, maybe that's the only thing you can do with Kane. But I wasn't surprised that he scored. No, uh, I don't think so. As well, um, I see it's one of those. It's a bit like a Podolski shot, though. You're like, I don't know if I can blame Leno fully for it. No. Well. Absolute the power really. he's hit it with. Yeah, just the power he's hit it with. Um, and we shouldn't be caught out by that, I think. Carl, did you want to talk about Thomas Partey and what he'd kind of done in there? Because I think it's another goal that can kind of be sorted out by a bit of, um, not sportsmanship, but um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Game management. 
yeah, I, I personally think if Partey sits, uh, just sits on the floor, the game gets stopped. That I don't, uh, I'm not in a, I'm not in a, in the game of blaming people, but Partey should not just walk off the pitch. You don't, you don't do that in no walk of life. Do you just walk off the pitch? That is just stupid to do. He should have just sat on the floor and the game would have been stopped. I think maybe he was angry. Maybe he was just pissed off. And maybe he was that, that if you're that injured, you just sit on the floor. And I think, you know, you got to be smart in the dark arts. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like time wasting. Yeah. Unless, unless he, unless he needed to have a, a poo really badly or he's going to the toilet. You don't, you don't just walk off the pitch. That's wrong. Um, and maybe, you know, Mikel needs to have a word with him and just say, you know, just be a little bit smarter. You're a footballer. You should know how to play this game. And, and the fact that, you know, the attack comes down that side where Partey should be. And uh, bef- straight away, I was like, where's our midfield? Because I said it in our group. I was like, the midfield's gone. And then I was like, there's someone... Well, I didn't know that. I, I knew there was someone missing, but I thought they were up the pitch. And then when you realise that Partey should have been in that position, then you think to yourself, oh, okay. And then when you realise... And then Martin Tyler on that commentary was saying, he just walked off the pitch. He was like, what the fuck? And then you see him just walk off the pitch and you're like, come on, like you got to be better than that. You have to be. But I don't know what the reason um, he just walked off the pitch. There's, there's got to be something. But, yeah, Mika Arteta has to have a word of him about that, about the whole team, about, you know, be a bit smarter on the football pitch. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing that annoyed me the most, that you've got a player who's come from, like, the school of uh, Simeone doesn't think that in a big game, perhaps he should, you know, just go down, kill the game. Even if, you know, it's one of those that if Spurs don't put it out, then fine. But the referee might at least give us a benefit of the doubt. And he's at least got to still be on the pitch at that point moment, bring one of his attackers back in, you know, ask Willian to drop in or someone to shuttle across. I think there's many options for him. So I think there is that kind of pressure that's coming on our defence purely because our attack is so toothless and we can go into that second half now. Um, And Zani, I think we'll just put it all together as like death by a thousand crosses because I can't think of anything big that really happened in the second half for us. We started a little stronger, but otherwise... I mean, you could tell at half-time, Mikel Arteta definitely put the fear into God and just said, enough of this stupidness. Or maybe it was six of one, half a dozen the other. Maybe Mourinho said, all right, we've won the game now, shut up, shut up, which more than likely, that's what he's done. And Mikel Arteta has probably just said, this is ridiculous. I mean, I've just seen the quotes now from his interview and um, Mark Bennett just uh, put it in the chat as well, saying that they did everything I asked them to do. Uh, if you look at the stats, they're in our favour. By the end of the day, it's sort of about putting the ball in the back of the net, which, you know, kind of hits the nail on the head. You know, whatever he asked them to do, if it was just cross the ball, then, yeah, you're spot on, Mikel. We, they definitely crossed that ball, but um, we have to start scoring goals. We have to... Uh, you know what I mean, put the ball in the back of the net. And I don't know if he's talking about, you know, weirdly, is that cryptic for we need another striker? You know, what, what, I don't know if that's uh, a cryptic message to the um, to the owners to say that we definitely need somebody who can, who can score goals. Weirdly, we have got people who can score goals. Um Aubameyang can score goals. You know, I've got mixed feelings on on some of our other strikers. I, I really do. Um, whether Eddie can make it, I don't know. Lacazette, the jury... Mm. He's changed his game, hasn't he? Lacazette's game is no longer, as as the goal scorer pokes at how he made his, his name and his career. He, he's, I mean, you could see from game to game how his game is adapting and it's not because, adapting to the battle, is it? Because maybe he's not playing well enough to be the out-and-out number nine striker. Yeah. So he's um, trying to come back into 
dare I say it, the Burkamp role, like trying to be a number 10. If only we had a number 10 in the squad that was actually a number 10, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you look at the number of times that we used to moan about um, Wenger, he playing the same team every time, no matter what. And I used to go, I wish you'd stop doing that. I wish you'd adapt your tactics for who you're playing. And then now we look at Arteta. Every single game, it's a different lineup, different players doing different jobs. I mean, why are you take Bellerin off and decide to go and play Saka at right back, a left-footed player who can't, who's not really. I mean, he makes a half decent um, left wing back, but playing him at right back. I mean, if yeah, you, you, had, you have to try something, Danny. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't yeah, agree. You, you have to try something. Did we have Cedric on the bench? No, is he we didn't have Cedric on the bench. Yeah, he is. We had Maitland-Niles oh, yeah. on the bench. Uh, I think Maitland the reason Niles. we brought Saka on was so we had someone with a left foot that could do like the... Um, who would come in on his instep and curve it in um, on his left foot to bring us a different option out there. Because Saka was interchanging with Willian on who was on that flank anyway. So I think Bellerin made sense because he was up there anyway, kind of playing that Bellerin. weird central midfield role. Didn't have the best game either. I don't think he did, but I don't think he was as bad as people potentially make out. Um, really? I well, think. I well, yeah, I know he can't take a throw in. <laughs> one thing I would say is the throw in that he's being asked to take, though, is one that's really easy to foul throw, which is when the players are too close to you. If you're closing, if you're if you're receiving player is too close to you, you can't get the ball up and over properly. You have to release it like too late. Or only, just a weird up and down. I get that, Josh. Um, but if only that like, there was somewhere that he'd go every day to try and practice what exactly. they asked him to do. You know, like I don't know, somewhere in that in Hertfordshire, like <laughs> the you know, I don't know, like somewhere near Watford's training ground. Yeah, near there. Yeah, where every day yeah. he goes to, and you know, there's he practices doing these things. I mean, for me, there's no excuse, Josh. I understand what yeah. you're saying, and I, no, I get what you're saying, and I do. I, I totally do. I, but come on, like. You're a professional footballer, and you get. It doesn't matter about the money. You're a professional footballer, and you can't take a throw in. Come on, I, I, I don't know. I think, I'm, I think I'm I'll set up from throw ins is shit. Generally, I think we need to look at that as a bigger problem because it looked like there was a run on that foul throw that Willian makes, which it looks like he doesn't understand. You can't be offside from a throw in because he does a weird little run, then comes really short. Bellerin should have. The mentor should know that he, you can take a step back and it makes that throw in a lot easier than him standing right on the line. I, I, but I, I, yeah, I think we've got this big set piece guy in who's done a great job defensively with us, but we need to start looking at someone and what we're doing on the throw ins because it's not the first time. No, it's not the first time, but I also look at Tierney. Why is Tierney taking a long throw? Maybe. Who has decided under the set plays? Not only does that work, Bellerin, not even getting exactly. exactly. Bellerin's taking stupidly short throws that aren't working. He's getting called for a foul throw every fucking time. And on the other side, Tierney's trying to throw him in like he's Rory Delap. <laughs> and we've got a bunch of diminutive playmakers up top. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like, what the fuck's going this, on? Though, isn't he? Exactly. How can it, it's not like it's a one-off with Bellerin. He's been doing it every single game that he takes the throw-ins. I mean, if it, you can see in the first, what, two or three minutes, he gets the ball, he looks left, he looks right, he looks left and right, someone makes a run and he just goes straight to the Spurs player. And that was yeah. in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, I thought I remember that, Danny, because uh, I remember thinking to myself, yeah. what the fuck went on there? Like, that I, just I, looked I, like that. utter frustration. It was like, <laughs> fuck this, I'm thrown into the opposition. If you can't give me decent movement, fuck you, I'm giving it to them. I mean, and during um, the game, Gary Neville, the commentator, was saying, Gary Neville said, the last time I saw someone do three foul throws was in 1986. And the other commentator said, yeah, in your back garden with Phil Neville when you were kids, something yeah. along the lines like that. I mean, how, after taking one foul throw, you think you would never do that again. There's five-year-olds playing football that would know yeah. not how to take um, a proper throw in. I think that's the thing, though, that if you make a foul throw, you generally ask for the rest of your team to get into a better position for the next yeah. one because you're like right I need to do it's a bit like hitting a foul shot foul serve in tennis you never see them go and do something amazing and a super fast one afterwards do they they just get it in that's all they do uh, they don't try and ace the player when they uh, take the second serve so I think it's the same there that we're just not giving the options and you can see that with even our build up play we haven't got the players to deal with crossing 
at all. Like, Aubameyang's not great in the air. We saw Lacazette with his header. That It was a good header, uh, but we need more chances than that. Well, we had three shots on target. And although like our XG comes to being better than Spurs, and that's the thing that Arteta's pointing out, we should also point out is Arteta or uh, Spurs have currently got players that would you say are at least on par with the players we've got in our team in terms of Aubameyang and Kane. Kane's putting those chances away. Aubameyang's not putting those chances away. Have we got a player like Son on his day? No, William, I mean, maybe Pepe? Maybe Pepe, but yeah. if you're going to compare Pepe to Son, that's ridiculous. Pep, uh, Son is clear of Pepe. Mm. Very, very clear of Pepe. If he was to go man for man in, in from our squad to the Spurs squad, you're talking... Is Kane better than Aubameyang? At the moment, yes. Mm, overall, uh, argue, that's, that's, that's an argue, uh, arguably. Is Son better than Pepe? Yes. Is who we got? Is Heiberg better than Xhaka? Hoiberg's mm, yeah. one of those difficult ones. He's on a par with about <laughs> yeah. Elneny, basically. He's a very clever, very good player. But he's one yeah. of those that you'd never covet from another side. No, like you're thinking, yeah. is Dyer better than Gabriel? No, is he no. better than Holding? Arguably, um, who's the right? Who's the left back? Oh, that guy from um, Real Madrid, isn't it? Not Real Madrid. Um, the Spanish guy, I forgot his name. Uh, Regulon. Yeah, I was in the middle. From, is he better uh, than Tierney? Yeah. Uh, he's faster. That's probably about it. Um, their right back is that dickhead um, Aurier. Aurier. He's is he better than Bellerin? <laughs> I, I want to say no, but <laughs> maybe. So man for man, mm. do you know what I mean? That this they they're just set up well. I mean, the one thing you can you, you can't take away from Jose Mourinho is yes, as a, as a person, he's a shit bag. He actually is, but as a manager, he knows how to win games. You know, in the first two seasons, give it third season, then we'd, we'd have this conversation. But um, he knows how to win games. He knows how to go in there, go out there, and get his players to do a job. Um, and they did a job on us today. You know, I, I I'm not going to call it a tactical masterclass because it really isn't. Flipping Chris Carpenter could get the Pirates to play um, against Arsenal and probably win the game. But you know, Jose Mourinho gave the Spurs players a task to do. And those Spurs players went out there and executed that task perfectly. They got their two goals and they won the game. You know, um, they shut up shop when they need to. They attacked us when they need to. Again, I'm not going to give him a, a pat on the back and say it's a tactical mask because it really wasn't. But at the same time, you give credit where credit is due. And Jose Mourinho out-tacticked uh, Arteta, that's for sure. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's a given. Basically, that Jose Mourinho is a better manager than Arteta at the moment, from what we can see in the football, and I think in general for the squad as a whole. I think it's a combination because I don't think we're all Arteta out, but I think we need to start looking at what he's getting from this squad as well. Like while the squad is, I think we'd all say that. 60% of that squad isn't good enough for Arsenal. But Arteta should be doing better with that 60% than he is at the moment. Like in terms of his players in the team, he asked for Party, he asked for Gabriel, and we could probably say Tierney as well is, you know, players that we've brought in that kind of fit the way Arteta wants to play. Saka's come through the academy and looks to be getting a bit more of a look in than the rest of the Hairland boys at the moment. But the rest of that squad, you look at it, there's probably maybe one, two players you'd keep from that. The rest of it, he's got to get that rest of the team performing. And if that means him rolling back a little bit on his philosophy to be getting, you know, we won an FA Cup with this same squad. We need to look back at that and him to you know roll back on his philosophy a little bit because he doesn't have the players to do what he wants to do 
but he's got to do better than this squad because this squad is still better than 16th. Like you were saying, Cole, too good to go down. So I wonder why, yeah, where we kind of look at Arteta in general, Danny, and what are the, um, have you seen from the chat box? What does the chat box say on Arteta? Well, True Gunner has just donated £1.99 a year English pence. Thank you very much, True Gunner. He says, William was immense. So pleased he's playing disgruntled face or Pinocchio face. I can't really see. What was that? That's my cat. Um, I think most people were willing to give um, Arteta time, but then I think uh, something has to be done. A lot has to be done in the transfer window. There's players that need to go. We've got a couple of questions. Um, if you have been putting your questions in the chat, then we are, me and Carla, collating them and putting them in the r and chat for later. But there's... Uh, He's January. If if the big things aren't done in January, I don't know if it's going to be down to him, whether it's going to be down to the Cronkies, whether it's going to be who it's going to be down to. But they're going to need to look at that squad and go, I've told you, I've told you some of these players need to go. Whether it is releasing players on a free transfer, paying up their contracts like Kalasnich, um, he's got no future at the club, and um, Pappy, no future at the club. Whether you can afford to pay up Ozil's contract and get him out, just so then you can get more players in to take up those places. If, if at the moment clubs are desperate for money, and if you if you're going to throw money at a, pl- um, at a club for some players, then they might take it. Then we, I think we need a new right back. Bellerin for me, people. We always need a boo boy, whether it's going back to the Abue days or whether it's any of those lot. We all need, always need a boo boy at the club. And at the moment, it's Bellerin, and Bellerin isn't helping himself. He's not defending. He's 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 messing up in so many different ways. But I don't know. People in the chat, just put: Are you Arteta in or Arteta out? Answer Josh's question, and I'll highlight it. But personally, I think we've got to give him another the rest of the season see what he can do in the January transfer window but he's got to be backed by the, the club because it's not his own money is it no no and I think I think he has been backed with the players he's brought in and we can see the players that he has brought in hmm. have done well Gabriel's but, brilliant but as a manager you've got to work with the squad you've got as well and get that get them performing okay you don't like the fact that you've got Granit Xhaka in your squad you still got to get the most out of him. And I think that's the criticism that we've got to start pointing at the manager because he's not beyond criticism now, I think. Um, Carl, give us your overall thoughts on, on the game and I think we'll move to questions afterwards. It, it was a bad game. It wasn't good. You know, at the end of the day, we we got hit with a sucker punch twice, unfortunately. And we all knew that's how they beat us, Carl. They all knew that's what they do. But the thing how is, do we if, know? If I if I knew it, you know it. Yeah. Why doesn't the man who is tasked with winning the game knows it? Like it's is he, is he naive or stupid? No, he's trying to he he's trying to input his philosophy on the club. He's trying to, you know, put his rubber stamp on and how this club should play. At the end of the day, he's not getting it right. But like we said in our group, um, this is too big. This club is too big and the job is too important for him to learn on the job. He, he can't do it. It's not Arsenal is not a, a club for a manager to learn his trade. And he needs to get the the pep uh playbook out of uh, out of his head. He needs to make sure that he plays his own game. Um, whether the players are not good enough, whether what he wants to do, we don't have the, the players to do it. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it was a bad day today. And the second half kind of gave me a little bit of encouragement. Um, just the fact that, you know, we didn't capitulate. We didn't, we kind of held our own. We just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. And, I think Amir Kartata said today that we have to start scoring goals. We have to put the ball in the back of the net. And we're not doing that. And like I said, I don't know if that's cryptic for we need another striker. You know, he's tried to play Abami on the left. He tried to play Abami up front. It's not working. He's tried to play um, Lacazette up front. It's not working. He's tried to play him in this hybrid number 10 role. It's not working. What do you do? Like, what is it that you do? Do you go balls out and try and play Eddie and see if that changes our fortunes? Like I said, we've got 
um, Burnley at home next. So is that a chance of, you know, seeing what you can do against Burnley? Um, who knows? But at the end of the day, something needs to change. And what he did, how we play today, is just 100% not good enough. Yeah, uh, I think we can all agree in terms of the result, the what we saw from the player performances, and I think just in general, it didn't seem like it was our day at all. Um, but Danny, let's move into some questions. Um, we will go with uh, the first one from Julian Salmondo, um, our man in Miami. Um, Danny, if we got relegated, would the Cronkies sell? We're not going to get relegated. There is no way we can get relegated because uh, Sheffield United, one point from 11 games, West Brom and Burnley on six, Fulham on seven. And so we're, at the moment, we're six points clear. No, we're seven points clear of relegation. It's only about a time until it starts clicking. Either Arteta is going to have to change the way he's doing things or bring players in because we're, all we have been saying for ages is wait until this person's back, wait until that person's back. I mean, we would say we haven't been having many chances recently, but you look at the last game in Europe and this game here, we had loads of chances. We, we, are, we are creating more stuff. It's just that when you're coming up against a team that have got all the buses and parked them, they had no intention to play in football. Like the commentator was saying, that um, is this what Spurs really want? Because they're a team that have historically played good football. I mean, when you've got Gareth Bale on the bench and you don't even bother bringing him on, and he hasn't bothered using him much since he's had him. It's, it is going to come good sooner rather than later. And uh, as, I mean, we all know Daytac's a bit miserable, but she was putting earlier, we have had a hell of a hard start to the season. We've probably had one of the hardest starts to the season. So I think it's a combination of many things. This isn't going to carry on. We're probably going to go on a run now of uh, three or four wins out of the next five or six games, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And you can't. I mean, historically, you look at any striker, eventually they start scoring goals again. And that's going to happen to Alba. But they know they know what Arteta's tactics is, are, will be. And we, we, we saw this today. Like, like someone put in the chat, they said, we saw this against Leicester where they said they're going to hold us for an hour, bring on Jamie Vardy and score. We all knew that had happened. We all knew this was going to happen today. So I don't know. Like Chris said in our group, Arsenal is not a club you learn on the job at. God, I no. hate something that Chris is right. Scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we'll move on quickly from Chris being correct. Um, <laughs> Carl, question from Joshua Page. Would you rather Arsenal get relegated or them lot winning the league? Fuck me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Arsenal get relegated. I can't have Tottenham winning shit. We'll get relegated and their cabinet will still be empty. So, yeah, I don't mind. Ars Millwall versus Arsenal, just down the road from me. Easy. Fucking hell. Don't you go, Carl. You'll get booed. Exactly. Of course I will. I know this. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, let's see if we've got any upbeat oh, questions. Look, he's popped up. You can, I'll tell you the kind of person Chris is, people. This is a shit we have to deal with. Who's available? Carl put his hand up straight away. I'm free. Josh said I'm probably free. Chris said I'll let you know later in the day. Which is code words for what, Josh? Oh, um, he's going to sniffing some bike seats down at Plymouth Docks. Well, I actually meant if we win, he'd be on. Part time. Oh, yeah. He always puts in the group ten minutes. I'm gonna. I'm give, giving up watching. Do we know we should run? We should run a, a syndicate on a, on a, at what point? At what minute will Chris go? That's it. I'm not watching anymore. And fuck off and watch football. <laughs> Happens all, yeah. time, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Data nerds. Chris is seldom correct. Um, yes. You, and he's watch, and he's watching French football. Of course uh, he I is. Mean... <sighs> Chris is absolutely right here. Those, no, don't don't ever no. say that. No. If we could time yeah. you out for that, Divian, we would. Yeah, but we're 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 too busy looking for some upbeat questions in here. Um, <laughs> question from oh blimey. Uh, Let's just face it, you're not going to get any. I know. I'm just trying to see, come on. Give me, give me, give me a break. Come on. Um, I would say. Oh, I haven't got any. We haven't got any good ones. Okay. Um, right. Let's go from the opposite side of the coin then. Um, Carl from... Oh, I'm going to work this one. 
Bavijan, what does it take him to be sacked, Arteta? <laughs> um, you know what? It does. I think if we are in quote unquote the same position come Christmas and or just after Christmas, we don't see Arteta in the new year. I can't see that. I think if we are still 16th on January the 1st, yeah, Arteta doesn't take us uh, beyond January because no matter what, even though we really, really don't belong down there, results don't lie. The table doesn't lie at the end of the day. Um, so, Mikel Arteta needs a win, a league win, badly. He needs a league win really, really quickly. And hopefully he can kickstart with Burnley at home. But yeah, he, he has to pull his finger out and get a win from somewhere or 100% he's looking over his shoulder. Don't worry, we've got Dundalk on uh, Thursday away. So the Irish champion. Five five. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure we'll... Um, Stat padding time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Um, yeah, I don't think Arteta leaves at all. Uh, I don't think he's sacked. And I think we're still giving him time. Like I was kind of saying, that we know we need to make a squad clear out, but I think it also needs to be mentioned that Arteta does need to do better with the squad he's currently got. Um, and it's only, what, four weeks until January? Hooray! Josh, um, yes. Richard Garrett asked earlier in the chat and no one answered yeah. him. So he's asked here, why are they foul throws? Is it foot placement? So if I remember rightly, and this is going purely off the top of my head from when I was playing football, um, because obviously we're not allowed to play football anymore since COVID. Uh, a, foul th- a foul throw can be for if your feet go over the line when you're taking a throw or one foot on the line. If your heel is raised when you throw it, I think yeah, that's both, another one. Both feet need to be planted. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, the ball has to come, isn't it? The ball, has to, your head? St- the ball has to start behind your head. And I think yeah. it's got to be released before it's... This is an awful angle for anybody to see. I think directly above it before you get... Um, yeah, it can't be released after that. Yeah, because it can't um, go straight down, can it? Like, it can't... Yeah, I know you say you can't... The ball can't go straight on the floor it has to be released I mm. think before on top of your head I'm sure that's the rule top your head and I'm sure it is foot it's at least one foot planted back foot can yeah I remember always getting dumped for my back foot being raised but that was a while ago hello Lily so yeah um, yeah I think it's all about heel placement generally sorry I need to watch strictly <laughs> yeah sorry bit covid there um what other questions have we got from there because i don't want any just well let's ask from rudy rastos uh who i had a chat with at half time as well um how secretly on the xbox <gasps> stefan selby created a little party and we all joined it oh was it a party um it well it tears. was more of it was more of a wake <laughs> um, a half time yeah. wake uh had asked what has Ainsley Maitland-Niles to do, oh, what what does Ainsley Maitland-Niles need to do to replace Bellerin, Carl? Question for you, that one. He doesn't want to play right-back, does he? He doesn't want to be a right-back or left-back. So, I think because that stuck in Arteta's head, didn't it? Because remember, he came out and he said, you know, I don't, I want to play in midfield. And then that's when there was talk about, oh, you're going to leave, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's worth a try dropping Bellerin. Um, I personally think Bellerin had a bad game today. I, I genuinely do. I don't think he done anything in the game today where I thought was good. You know, the fell throws were just a part of what he'd done. But, you know, being out of position and maybe that's what Artis is asking him to do and I'm sick of him getting into positions to make a cross and just putting it into the box not having the, not looking up and seeing who's in the box just hitting it and hoping that someone's mm-hmm. in the box his composure is really bad he just he's like he panics he gets too far forward gets a nosebleed and thinks shit I've just got to put this into the box and then run backwards and you know he doesn't have any composure 
at all. And they're not even putting that to age anymore because he's been playing for long enough that he should be better at doing that. So maybe it's time to give him a little rest, drop him, and seeing what uh, Aisley, Maitland, Niles can do. Yeah, uh, I think I agree on Maitland-Niles needs to come in. I think Maitland-Niles was playing that central midfield. And what we saw against... Oh, God, it was only last week. It wasn't Mulder, was it? It was the other one. Rapid Vienna um, with Maitland-Niles in midfield. I think that's where we're going to see him play longer term. Under last week. Sorry? That's not bad things. That was three days ago. I know, exactly. I've just forgotten where... It was last week because it's, it's Sunday. But I think we... if. I don't think he can play necessarily what Bellerin does. He's got the recovery pace for it, but Bellerin's really good at progressing the ball. And I think that's one of the things that we do get from him. But I think Maitland-Niles kind of had a choice. He could have gone in the summer and decided to stay. You know, I think the money that was on the table, I think we could have got a bit more for him, but ultimately player wanted to stay. And if he does want to play in midfield... I think that's the only place he gets into the team at the moment because we've got a lot of options in that kind of right back. And we've kind of seen he doesn't play. Um, Arteta only plays like traditional right backs uh, if we play like a f- five at the back. Um, so I think we could get him in there. But otherwise, I think it's just a case of Bellerin, uh, Maitland-Niles deciding which position he is actually going to play or suck it up as a utility man. Because um, I did think he did play well against Vienna, but that was Vienna. You know, <laughs> like we can say for all the Europa League games, we haven't been great um, in the competition. We've got, got a Mainsley hater, not surprisingly. Day taxes. I mean, he sucks and no one cares what he wants. I don't think he is good. I don't think he. He runs around a lot. Him that <laughs> the problem I is, think it, yeah. is that he needs a chance, you know. Just, mm. And this is what Arteta does puts you in one game, takes you out the next. And you know, that's why Pepe is kind of suffering. You know, he's in one game, he's out the next, he's in one game, he's out the next. Um, I think these Europa Cup games is the longest run that Pepe's sort of had in the squad. You know, he's, he's almost guaranteed to play every single game, rightly so, but. Uh, if you're going to play Ainsley in the squad like for a sustained period of time, then put him in. Put him in and just see what he does. I mean, you know, he was arguably our best player uh, apart from Aubameyang in the latter part of last season. You know, when he was um, used as that hybrid sort of left wing back, he was doing brilliantly. And, you know, that's the reason why sort of he was in the squad. You know, even remember that Wolves game when he had to go up against... Um, What's his face? The brick, the brick shit house. <laughs> um, you know, he, yeah, he, he done well. And even in the FA, right. yeah, the right. FA Cup final, he, you know, he done well. So I don't know. I don't understand why what's changed so much from last season to this season. Yeah, I've I've noticed Arteta needs to be doing a lot of tinkering with certain players at the same time. Like we saw, like you were saying, that Maitland-Niles came out of the team for a bit, then came back in midfield. We saw um, Pepe. He went out of the team what, earlier in the season and then suddenly came back playing on the left wing rather than on the right. And we've seen Rob Holding come out of the team uh, last season and get moved over to the right side of uh, the defence. And I wonder if Arteta's leaving some of these players out for this extended period of time because he's trying to change how they play a little bit so that he can mould them. But at the moment, it yeah, like you kind of say, we're getting let down by a lot of players that we think should be at least holding a consistent performance rather than these raw talents that we have got in abundance. You know, the likes of Nelson, the likes of uh, Willock as well these players that are really raw, uh, I'm saying Ketia as well, but don't seem to necessarily get the game time because Arteta doesn't seem to trust them as much. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where 
it's like we kind of said before we're not we don't know what Arteta's kind of doing like this squad should be improving under Arteta and it it isn't necessarily um right we've nearly gone an hour uh one thing i will say and i will give my youtube a refresh just so i make sure i'm at the right point we've got 142 watching youtube no, there's okay. questions there like that yeah. from naz that they're not coming up in my youtube or in any of the i've got three youtubes oh. open there's none, none coming up so i can't highlight it and copy it oh well, we'll ask that question in a second. I was just going to say we've got 144 people watching and only 54 likes. Uh, that so is sad thumbs up, There would at least be something good to cheer about. Or a thumbs down, to be honest. You know, if loads of videos get thumbs down, we might get close to... Isn't it Justin Bieber? Hasn't he got the record for most thumbs down on YouTube? I don't know. But if we get that, that'd be all right. Yeah, it makes with everyone. Uh, what was that question, Danny? Because I've forgotten it after you put it up. There we go. Carl, do you want to take that question? Um, Good luck. What question? What? Can someone talk to me about Alba? What the fuck was he doing? Does he have um, generally or today? Or He's going through a really, really bad spell at present. The problem is he's not getting the service either. Like, it's not just Obama Young. He, he, he isn't getting what the service that he got last season, you know, everything was played sort of through Aubameyang last season on the left and, you know, it was almost poetry. Ball gets played up, Aubameyang cuts inside, uh, goal. The issue is teams have now realised how to play against Aubameyang. So what you realise is that they're doubling up on the left, so on the right-hand side, um, Spurs kind of did that today as well. They doubled up on the right-hand side when the Bamiyang switched over. And that's what they're doing. They're realising that that's what you need to do. If you keep Bamiyang sort of just outside the box, he's ineffective. Cut the supply to Bamiyang, and that's it. I mean, when you've got, you know, his main supplier is um, Ceballos and Xhaka. Xhaka, who's always going to be sidewards, sidewards, backwards. You know, that's not much of a threat. You've got Ceballos who does... Pirouette, pirouette, sidewards. Um, it's maybe even a, a spell out of the squad might do him some good as well. Do you know what I mean? Arteta's got to try something. He has to try something. You know, there's this whole thing where you know people say you know you got to play a player through a bad spell, and there are some, I guess, um, truth to that. But at the moment. You know, he has got, what, was it one league goal? Two league goals this season. Mm. One was a penalty against Manchester United and one was on the opening day against Fulham. For someone who has signed a brand new contract and who was buoyant and was our best player last season, the decline is awful. Like, really, mm. really bad, the decline. And what... The reason for that decline is I don't know, but maybe a spell out, maybe leave him out against. Don't start. Sorry, don't start him against um, Burnley. You know he's not going to play the Europa. He's not going to go to Dundalk. Let's face it, and leave him out. Or maybe he does. Maybe he needs to play against Dundalk to get a couple of goals. You know what I mean? Like maybe that might be the spark. Put him in against Dundalk. Let him come on, get a few goals, and you know as long as he's got that 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 a goal under his belt, no matter who it's against, it doesn't really matter. But get his restart, his goal-scoring touch. So, yeah, maybe play him against Dundalk. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those. I think he needs to get, um, you know, some goals under his belt. You know, it's really difficult when you go on that kind of spell and, you know, you got the penalty against United and you think from there, okay, he could push on. And he's just not necessarily getting... Um, you know, we know we're not creating enough opportunities for him, but it's, you know, it's a two-way street. He's also got to be making good movement as well for the availability. Um, I know we can talk about Xhaka for days. Uh, no, yeah, I think... You know um, he's going to get the ball. It's like, a, you know, we get two magnets and you put the negative to the positive all the other way around and it's repelled. Every time he gets the ball and he goes forward, he's repelled at the halfway line magnetically. And has to, he has to give the ball backwards. He is just yeah. a, He just doesn't give a shit enough 
I'm sick and tired of him. Yeah, I think the only um, uh, the analogy I'm using at the moment to describe um, Granite Xhaka is Arteta has as much faith in Granite Xhaka, just like Sean McVay has a lot of faith in Jared Goff as a quarterback. Uh, for any NFL fans out there, it's it's got a similar kind of thing to him. Uh, it's a player that gets a lot of shit from the fans, but clearly does something. Um, but it's just something that we can't necessarily find is tangible. Obviously, as a quarterback, it's a little easier to work out what they're doing. But I've watched one Dolphins game this season. It, we lost our game game winning streak. That's very annoying. Do you think if another manager came in, they could turn this around? Someone with more experience, like someone saying Rafa. Rafa Benitez or someone like that. Do you think they could do anything, get a tune out of this squad? I'd say in the short term, yes, but we'd still have this problem next season because, you know, Rafa would plug the gaps. It's a bit like what we saw from Emery. Uh, You know, Emery did an all right job with us. He didn't do a great job. And in the end, he ended up doing a shit job um, overall. But it's just something that I don't I don't really know because I think it's a bit of an issue. It's a bit on both sides. Arteta should be doing better with the squad he's got, uh, basically, is the long and short of it. But should we persevere with him? Yes, because I think in the long term, Arteta is a good solution for us. But, you know, we've got to break some eggs to make an omelette. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at what point yeah. do you see this this getting better? If we have a look at our subs, Josh, I mean, not our subs, um, subs. our next few games, Dundalk will be. Then we, we've got two home games against Burnley and Southampton. We're away at Everton. I mean, you look at Everton, top of the league for ages, and now they can't buy a win. Then we're, then we're away to Everton. So those three games, you two, um, Josh, what do you think? We're going to 13th, 16th, and 19th. So we've got those six days, yeah. three games. Could you see us getting nine points? Well, I think the fixture list is, well, in terms of how quickly we go up against all these games is not... December's always a difficult month for us, basically. Um, I think we need to work on... Nine games in December. Squad management. Yeah, because we've also got Man City in the EFL Cup. We've got Chelsea. It's like I've got the fixture list in front of me. I'm I'm trying to make it sound good, Josh, and you're ruining it by saying sorry. good. Well, we never beat Southampton, I swear, in December anyway, because they always come to our place and smash us and a fullback scored a screen from 45 yards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Burnley, well, we just saw what Spurs did to us. Burnley will do the same. Chris Wood, probably. Hat-trick. Uh, and then Everton, you just said they can't buy a win. So, you know, Arsenal coming to their place. Three points for Carlo Ancelotti. Thank you very much. There's his uh, early birth, well, early Christmas present for him. So, yeah, um, it's going to be a difficult few games if we don't get momentum. I think once we get over the over the Christmas period, basically, um, we then at some point go into like a, uh, a winter break of sorts. But January looks a lot easier, shall I say, um, yeah, a lot easier for us, especially if Man City knock us out of the EFL Cup. Um, if we somehow fluke, a, we'll probably fluke a win in that, won't we? Oh, we don't need two semi-final games, do we? <laughs> or is it one yeah. now? I think it's one this year, but it's still in January. So that's another yeah, game shoehorned in. Um, yeah, because come January, it's West Brom, Newcastle, Palace, uh, Newcastle again, because one of them was in the Cup, in the FA Cup then Southampton and Man United. So I think we end up with something a little easier. Hopefully we've got fans in there for January. A lot of home games, a lot of support, because you could see that the um, team were kind of, you know, pleased to be playing in front of fans, should we say, against Rapid Vienna. And if we can get the first, um, yeah, and if we can get the first kind of, proper league game out of the way I did think that having fans at this Spurs game would at least get us kind of motivated the team motivated but it seems it seemed not but I'm still going to hold on to that that with the Arsenal fans in front of the team that that team will hear our thoughts on them and we can see some better 
performances from us because as Femi has just said in our chat we are 20th in the league for chance creation and that includes 3,000 crosses that we played in that game um, Carl that's Carl that's really I bad so. yeah I said, can uh, I ask Carl a question yes you can Oh, lovely. Carl, we saw that in, in our WhatsApp group, Drew put that amazing stat. 94 league teams, Arsenal have the worst record for creating chances in the second half. <laughs> Comparing us to Cambridge United, Peterborough, Plymouth. The thing is, surely Arteta knows this. There's no way that, you know, with all the stats peeping around him and, and, and everything like that, there's no way he doesn't know this. So whether we go and said no one ever, I kind of wish Carpenter was here, like, because he could ask, answer this question, but whether we go all out and just say, you know what, oh, well, uh, we just go and get him from France, uh, but I know he's out of the squad at the moment for discipline reasons, but uh, do we just say we need him? We need, we need some sort of creative midfielder in the squad, and if we're not going to use the one that we have in our squad now, that's on £350,000 sitting at home, playing flipping Xbox games, then we have to go out and get somebody. We have to, because Aubameyang is not getting the service that he, he that he needs. Um, we've got all these players that can put the ball back in the net. You know, as bad as, uh, as Lacazette is, you give him a chance, he can put the ball in the net. But he's not getting the service, and he's having to come back to flipping get the ball so I don't know I, I don't know we in January we definitely have to buy some sort of creative player who that is I, I have no idea but we have to we absolutely have to um, or Arteta has to put the tail between his legs and bring back Ozil you know whatever the reason is he, he needs to do something because at the moment I know you keep saying that we're too big to go down and you know, but I can't see us getting a win from anywhere at the present. When have you ever known an Arsenal team to look at a fixture list and think, shit, I do not know if we're going to flipping win that game. Burnley at home. We are playing Burnley at home. When have you ever known... And we're worried. Us, when have we ever been worried about playing Burnley at home? But we are. 1926. You're 10 then, Danny. But yeah, but we are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know what else we can say, to be honest. I think we all just want to have dinner. Poolis in. Poolis <laughs> in. Fuck that. Right. I think that's as good a time as any to wrap this up. Thank you very much, Carl and Danny, for appearing on what is a Burkamp Wonderland, not an Arsenal podcast. I think the only thing I can say is, well, what can I say? Is there, does anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just say fuck Ellis. And uh, um, Ross from the Hipsters is now on YouTube under Challenger Ross. So go we'll follow him. He doesn't cover Arsenal. So at least it will be nice. Turn this shit off, please, Danny. Certainly. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>